Yeah. Let's, crank it, let's crank his baby up. Yeah. Welcome back to we the are... Duck Call Podcast Room, gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen. What is happening? Si, it's uh, Duck Call uh, Room well, hey. Podcast. Uh, I got hey, their cut four that. Word, they're very, they have to be in that so order. I said he's taking over, Mark. Well, hey, well, go ahead and redo it then. <laughs> don't redo it. Uh, yeah, hey. We're going to redo it, but here, don't tell us what to you're, do. You're back here in the Call Duck Podcast Room. I mean, besides. Well, they know what I'm talking. Hold on, i got to ring the bell. They know what he's talking. Duck they know call what I'm talking room about. Podcast. Uh, duck hey. call room podcast. There you go. Duck call room podcast. There you Y'all go. get that, folks? There you go. Got All right. It. There we go. Got so we it. are back. Look, right. they, Cy come in all fired up today, y'all. He apparently spent the weekend at the Alamo. <laughs> that is in San Antonio, Texas. And here's the little news you may not know. My second child, which is my son, Scott, that's where he was born. The Alamo? Uh, no, in San Antonio. Oh, good grief. I in knew you army, were old. But in the Army, army Hospital. But anyway, look, we took the uh, the river tour, okay, in a boat. Oh. I didn't do the river walk. I done a boat river tour. Is that really a river? Yeah. Uh, yes, a river. Mm-hmm. They got flood control gates on it and everything in the city. I'm with Charles. I Clark didn't say. I thought it was a little bitty pond kind of deal, a little creek deal. No. Nope. No, this is the river running through the whole town. And this thing goes on forever. So a river runs through. The river oh, runs yeah. through it. Good and one. Hey, yeah. And it has got some of the most beautiful cypress trees. Okay, because look, they're not native to Texas. Cypress trees are not. They had to go get them and come back and plant them. And hey, there was one of them that told me eleven eleven people, you know, hand to hand. That's how big that tree was. Eleven so he'd people. Been there a while. Oh, it's a bull. Been there. Three four hundred. Yeah. Three or four hundred years, but it was beautiful. We enjoyed it, and then we had a first class private. Uh, what would you call that? A private tour of the uh, Alamo. yeah of the Alamo. Okay, by Kobe and Ernesto. Yes. Okay, and they showed all these uh, uh, replicas of stuff. Not well, some of them weren't replicas. Well, some were original. Was yeah. original. You held Daniel Boone's gun. Yes, I actually held. I, we got a picture of it. Uh, that is Daniel Boone's long I need, rifle flintlock. I need to talk to somebody if that's actually Daniel I've Boone. I've got somebody on the I, line. We got, I see it. Well, we I got, got Colby. Isn't that lucky? Okay. <laughs> we got Colby and Ernesto. Yeah. And Ernesto. Oh, hey, introduce our guest, Mr. McMillan. We have got Colby and we've got Ernesto from the uh, Alamo, and they gave us a private tour. And we took some pictures, and they actually let Cy put on the white gloves and hold some stuff. So let me get them on the phone. Hey, guys, can y'all hear us? Yeah, we can hear you. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Cy calls it the In the Duck Call Room podcast with Uncle Cy, but this is just the <laughs> Duck Call Room. <laughs> hey, first of all, we want to tell y'all uh, thank you so much for giving us the tour, and uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn y'all loose to talk with Uncle Cy a little bit, okay? Okay. Well, you're going to have to do all the talking because they can't hear us. Yeah. <laughs> you realize yeah, you that? Do right? it. You do it. Uh, can you ask them? For real, though, is that actually Daniel Boone's rifle? So Ernesto, or just a rifle? Ernesto, John Day wants to know, is that really Daniel Boone's rifle? No, it's a it's a rifle that was uh, used at the Battle of the Alamo and found by someone from the town. Oh, okay. okay. But it was an original rifle. Okay. I yeah, thought it was Daniel Boone. It was there. By, uh, Jacob Dickert, so it's pre-1820. It's an original gun that was used at the Alamo. That. 
is pretty cool. Si, did it have an open bore? Uh-huh. What size no, choke did it have? What then? caliber was that, Ernesto? What caliber was it? 58. Uh, 58 caliber. That's a bull. That's a, that's, a, that's a hunk of lead yeah. there. And that would knock your shoulders smooth off, Si. If Someone actually done a test with that for 300 yards, and he hit paper on it with it. Really? The 300 yards. What's that barrel on that thing, about 40 inches? No, it's, it's, it's longer than that. How old is it? About 43 inches. 43. Okay, 43. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good estimation there, Mr. Martin. Well, Martin's got I'm pretty close. I like a 30-inch shotgun. I knew he's uh, way bigger than well, that. So. No, no. <laughs> hey, what was, what was amazing about that, when I threw that thing up to my shoulder, it literally really felt good. I thought uh, as long as it would, it'd be real awkward feeling. Yeah. That thing's well balanced. So it's Colby. The Colby's the one in these pictures, right? Yeah, now that's Colby. Yeah. Uh, Colby, what do you want the people to know about the Alamo? Um, I, I think um, I think the Alamo, for, for most people, they think about one building, they think about one you know set time period, and that's March 6th. Uh, 1836 during the famous battle, but the Alamo's history is really long uh, and you know spans almost 300 years. And we've got a lot of really neat artifacts and a lot of uh, story to tell. So I think uh, when people, if they're thinking about coming to the Alamo and they're and they're only thinking, well, it's just a battlefield. It's so much more than that. And uh, so we we want people to come and, and hear the the full story. I didn't know it was more than one building. Yeah. Oh no no, I thought it was like a fort. No no, it was it's rather a compound, like a square compound. I've been there, it but it was, I was like it's 10. Okay. That's but one cool. of the most amazing things to me was they had a, uh, it was in a folder, the clear clear view on the front, right? You could see to it. And they had General Santana is marching, marching orders for the next morning's battle. Sal, let me get Ernesto to tell him about yeah, that. Yeah. Ernesto, will you tell about the, uh, the marching orders that General Santana gave? Uh-huh. Well, we have this... Uh, we have the original battle orders that were issued by Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana to his officers, and they were um, actually written down by uh, Vicente Amador, Amador, who was his um, aide de camp. And they give you a, a basically a blow by blow description of how the battle is going to take place. Really? You have the papers? So, yeah. so and yeah. Signed by General Santana. Oh, yeah. So here, here's your marching orders. We, this is what I want you to do. I want you to dress up. I want you to wear this, wear that. Yeah, dress wear, dress uniform. Wear your shoes. Yep. Ain't that what they told him, and, uh, yep. Ernesto? That's basically it. And, uh, and then he tells his cavalry, you're going to start circling at about 3 in the morning. So he tells everybody what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And um, it's very it's a really important document because it's from the – you know, right out of the mouth of the of Santa Ana, straight to his officers, and they have to carry that out. Well, you know what was a little strange to me is that also he said, now when you die, here's who's going to replace you in line. <laughs> is my, that a, yeah, the contingency plan. <laughs> my best part of I it. I bet that made it hit home to them boys. Oh, no, no. The, my, You're up next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best part of it I like, okay, you got to understand, they had been uh, – shelling them with cannon fire for like three days and nights. So the morning of the major battle, okay, everything, Santana told them, okay, psychological warfare, no noise, none. Everything should be silent. 
Okay, so that was the coolest part about me. He's he gave that order to his 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 to be officers. Quiet. Yeah. Oh, at ten, ten o'clock, they got real up, quiet. At a, at a certain hour, they're gonna stop the cannons, and like the horses, that they want them riding around. Don't be yelling. Don't be talking. Don't be making no any noise. You just circle the compound. Okay, it's psychological warfare. And there was 189 of them. And how how yeah. many was in that army? The Mexican army? 2,500. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's roughly 189, maybe as high <laughs> as 220 uh, Texans. Uh, but from our research, shows about 189. Not very good odds. No, no. <laughs> You're gonna need a good lord on your side yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, we got the picture of the cannon I was standing behind. Is that what a 16 pounder? I think y'all said. Yeah, that's a 16-pounder. That would take about 8 pounds of gunpowder to fire, and the muzzle velocity of that is equivalent to about a 9-millimeter handgun round. <laughs> oh, wow. so slow and big. <laughs> yeah. It's going to cause yeah. a lot yeah. of damage. Oh, yeah. That gonna... one's called the Johnny D. No, oh. that was one of the things. <laughs> that one's called that the, the D-Limmer. A who? Uh, that, the distance that ball would travel is just under a mile. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. That'd hurt somebody. Sixteen right pounds yeah, rolling 16, through you for a yeah. mile, son. Oh, yeah, <laughs> God, I'd take a plug out of Woo. you. <laughs> Boy, heavy yeah, shot. Now, just thinks that I wasn't got even some. the largest cannon at the battle. That was just the largest one we have currently in our collection. I got. Did it. y'all oh. let Cy fire it? <laughs> no. If he comes back down here, we can probably arrange something. I'm in. Okay. Oh, we're all hi. going to the Alamo, yeah. boys. <laughs> hi, that. Look at that cannon. I had to ask how many cannons was was in the in the Alamo. Uh, there are 24 total cannons. Uh, of the 24, 18 of them are fully functioning and firing. Oh, okay. Well, listen, guys, like this this is incredible, and we appreciate everything that y'all y'all did for us, and the tour was awesome and great. Uh, two, two more things I want to bring up. Uh, first of all, uh, Colby, uh, I love the challenge coin that you gave Uncle Si. I think we have a picture of it somewhere. I don't know if you can find that one, John David. The coin? Yeah. It's a, it looks right like right the... Is this that's it? it? That's it. Right Looks there. like the Alamo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Can you make that yep. bigger? So Kobe was in the military. He gave Cy that challenge coin, and uh, that's uh, that's awesome. And that was that was really cool. You want to talk about it, that, Kobe? And okay. It'll yeah, look. yeah. There's a tradition in the military where uh, when you meet someone for the first time, or uh, you meet a, a fellow, a brother in arms, you, you can give them a coin that you keep, and that way you tie that friendship together. And I knew Uncle Cy had served in Vietnam. I had a cousin um, that did not come back from that war. And uh, I, was, I was kind of moved by his service and some of the stories I saw online about him. So I, I decided to give him the coin that I had in my pocket. I've been carrying for a few years, and it's shaped in, uh, it's in the shape of the element. So That's awesome. Um, I don't know. I think the veterans share those stories, and we share a link regardless of yeah. when we served. And I will yeah. cherish that, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's awesome. You're very welcome. Any questions? guys for these guys on the phone uh, i colby i have a question non-related to the alamo um yep. where is your favorite place to have a breakfast taco in san antonio we like this place a little hole in the wall called sandia it's over off of mccullough and uh i can't remember the cross commerce oh, and commerce and callahan excuse me it's called sandia which means yeah. watermelon they've got great tea 
Uh, which we covet, Ernesto and I, and they have fantastic tacos. Look, my favorite thing about the city of San Antonio <laughs> are all the options for breakfast tacos. They're so damn good. I gotta man. get back to San Antonio. Oh, they're so. And I haven't had a bad one yet. That's why I was curious on what your favorite was. Being a local, so. I like that. Yeah, that's our favorite. Me and Ernesto, we we uh, take the taco uh, breakfast taco pretty serious, and those are the best ones we've ever found. Yeah. Hey, and plus Ernesto, he's kind of big guy, so he he's gonna whoa, need whoa. something that's filling. No, he's tall. He's oh, tall. He's oh, big. Okay. He's I'm a big man. Saying. He's over six foot, so yeah. we, we know where uh, the good food is. Is, it, is there a website that uh, people can go to if they're interested? Yeah, you can go to the thealamo.org and oh. learn more about the projects that are going on here. Thealamo.org. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, look, guys, we appreciate y'all joining us. Thank you for taking care of the old man and show. I know Sai is a big, he's a huge history buff. He loves it. Um, so that's pretty cool. I know that was probably something on his list of things to do. And uh, we'll be back right after this break. We're back. We're back. Look at here. Um, that we, was fun. That, that was, was fun. That and was it's awful. about to get even funner. Not, it's going to be it, but it, it will fun, be less educational. Funner, more Yeah, there's a good <laughs> chance we may all lose some brain cells in this next couple of But we're going to hear some good stories. But we're going to laugh. Uh-oh, but, what so, but I've got JD, a buddy. I know. Uh-oh, JD, hold on. hey, look. We got a guest coming in, so you got to. Bye, JD. Bye. Hold on. Let me ring the bell for him. Oh, I'm leaving. The again. bell tolls for JD. I thought. Wait, I'm out. I thought Johnny D was there. I thought Philip was out. Johnny D just got back. Well, look, hey, this is America. Okay, uh-uh. I'll leave it up to the democracy. No, don't vote on it, si. That's going to be two against one. Hey, well, hey democracy. Philip, see you, Philip. <laughs> I will see you. That was fast. Sorry. That's what you get for beating hey, us in that outhouse right hey, now. Get out of here. Bell tolls for me. I gave you a free t shirt. No, let me, let me change that. What? The bell tolls for you, young uh, man. I thought you'd be on my side. I even brought well, my hey, teacup look. today. Well, so, oh, I had forgot about Philip. We'll catch you in about that. 20, 30 minutes. How about yeah, that? Uh, yeah. Anyway, who's without, our guest? Without further ado, is he in the room? It's a guy that our redneck fans are for sure good. That's know. right. He's a hunter. He I'll is give a, you a clean. No, oh, no, time out. He, he ain't a hunter. He's a turkey hunter. He's a killer. Okay. You, you don't Murderer. want the, you don't want this next guy hunting you. Because if he does, you're gone. He's probably going to deflate you. Well, depends, you're going to look good on the wall, on and a, you will remember hey, you for a lifetime. That depends on who he's hunting. And the last thing you're going to hear is that Hoyt bark, probably. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's none other. And Michael Waddell. There it is. <laughs> Man. We got him. <laughs> we got Waddy. him here, boy. Waddy is in the duck call room. Dude, this is big as getting a uh, Waffle House endorsement to come oh, in. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know how long we've been trying to get that? <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. Oh, maybe Waffle House will be listening. This is the crew. We've all had it scattered, smothered, and covered. Many Put times. us in a booth. I eat there, right. Look, I ate there every day for about a year and a half, and I got up to 313. I finally figured out, you know what? <laughs> Their food is not healthy. It's good, but it oh, ain't healthy. Great. No. I ate there every Tuesday from kindergarten till I graduated high school with my dad. That's and we're you, big boy. Get out of <laughs> But what's the alternative? I, I mean, Subway had Jared. <laughs> yeah. Look, that turned out to be a catastrophe. <laughs> So I'm gonna stick with Waffle House. I mean, <laughs> oh, you can't trust me, not your food. Hey, okay. I, 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 I can't disagree with that. Uh, now, see, that's uh, why I told you we were gonna laugh uh, in here. Uh, right? Look right. out! Oh my uh, goodness! Well, Jared probably saw that from prison. <laughs> He's probably like, I swear, right. I never. Here's that the guy. first question. All right, oh. what have you and that crazy bunch of real tree been up to? 
Nothing. Uh, obviously, not much, really, honestly. Uh, it, when it comes, Well, y'all to, never have done no, much anyway. No, not really, honestly. It, it's funny. I, I just now, uh, the last two years, got a paycheck from Bill because I was having to pay him. <laughs> He's been work working there. for free, boy. Been working for Bill, free. you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> uh, we, we, we definitely have been doing a lot. And then, of course, uh, Nick, Nick, I just got a text. Uh, actually, last night, Daniel Thomas from Realtree, we flew in last night in here to Monroe and uh, to come hang out and be on the podcast. And you guys, we had a chance to do some stuff with, with our podcast. And anyway, long story short, I got a text from Nick late last night. He shot a elk. So here it is, August. Oh, and he shot a big old nice elk. So obviously I know they weren't bugling. He's probably yeah. had stalked him and shot him in his bed. There ain't no telling. But Nick is out hunting right now, and he got a nice elk well, last night in Utah. Nick, so. Nick, you ain't got you, you to talk him into letting that trigger dude. finger no. get to work, dude. Nick. Where's my invitation? No, forget I'm, that. Where's my tenderloin? I'm convinced. Well, hey, you got to point out Hey, forget that invitation. Just send me about, oh, 50 pounds of uh, backstrap. There you go. 50 pounds. <laughs> well, that's one of them. Well, hey. That's well, one of the backstrap. I'll take till I just took half. Good gravy. I think Nick, I think Nick, no doubt, like you remember when everybody was eating those chocolate-covered grasshoppers, I think Nick was walking around stomping them. That's how much he likes to just hunt and get after stuff. Right? There you go, boy. Yeah. Stomping kill him. on Go kill him grasshoppers, Nick. Oh, my goodness. No, it, it is hard to believe we're sitting here right on the eve of hunting season. I mean, yeah. it's August in Louisiana. I think it's like 99 out there today. It's about 82 it's so in this room right now. So it's if you see everywhere. any sweat, don't just disregard that. Yeah. Budget budget cuts, yeah. they hit everybody. So, yeah. and uh, hey, and here's you know, we're no different. Here's the bad thing about that. What? It seems like duck season just closed. But it'll be here in about two and a half weeks. No, no, it's I know. It's coming in. Yeah. It, so. it closed for most people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> Phil is not present. That's hey. all. <laughs> Don't be letting that family secret, son. I know it. I know it. Oh, Lord have crazy. mercy. Hey. Yep. Uh, you get Phil Robertson to this office, something has gone terribly wrong. Either <laughs> so, that or there's a check here with his name on it. But even no, no, then, what it is, butler, yeah, it's, he, so. he's either here to pick up money or, or he's sick. That's yeah. right. Okay. Or the Lord come to his neighborhood first, and he's coming to tell y'all, hey, Jesus is over here. I just yeah. want to let y'all Jesus know. Jesus has come back. Yeah. You better hurry. You better come on down okay. here to the river. Hey, on this one, is first serve. For, you know, first come, first serve. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I love it, man. Golly. Well, Michael, look, for, for folks at home that may not know Michael, um, I'm not sure how you don't because he's – He's been doing this for a long time. He's uh, He's been hunting. He started out as a cameraman for the Realtree guys, and then, like a lot of us, he worked his way up through the ranks, and now Michael has got his own show, Bone Collector. He had Realtree road trips for forever. That torch has kind of been passed, and now you're doing a podcast called A Bone to Pick, which we we had some fun on that, that this morning. That was awesome. And, and I listened to Cy. Si. Cy si finally got to do a little controversy, so that was fun. I mean, oh it wasn't boy. just a variety hour. So Cy si was spitting you know, some if, truth. If y'all haven't, check that, check that out yep. um, over on the Realtree page. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we'll get into some more stuff, Michael. Thank appreciate you. you for coming. A bone in. to pick. That's a good name. <laughs> so, see, I'm learning stuff right now. I didn't know that you used to film all these idiots having fun. <laughs> Yeah. And then you said, hey, no, I don't need this camera. I need to be on the other side of this job. Have you heard it, the man tell a story? It was nuts. It was Si, seriously, it was crazy because my, my, my job when I first came was kind of a, a guide. I'd been in turkey calling contests yeah. a lot. And uh, 
And so anyway, when I when I got to Realtree, my main job was to to kind of help guide. And they was having, you know, outdoor riders. That was a thing. And you, yeah. I mean, you and Phil, you know, built the business on a lot of outdoor riders on Duck Commander and stuff, and the VHS tapes and stuff, and even before Duck Dynasty. And same with Realtree. And and I remember I'd come in, and then David Blanton's like, "Hey, man." Why your guy won't you try to run these cameras? And and I knew nothing about it. I was only about 18, 19 years of age, and so I just started running the camera. One thing led to another. And the only thing I got lucky to do a little hunting and maybe talk about, you know, back in them days, it seemed like everything was about a tip, you know, like a turkey calling tip or yep. duck blind tip, yep. whitetail tip. So I got to do some of the uh, turkey calling tips because mm-hmm. I had won a world championship with Ricky Joe Bishop. We'd won the two-man team, Grand Nationals, and the world championship, and I was young. So Realtree kind of had me on their little advisory staff as a as a hunter, but I was working as a guy and run a camera. And then next thing you know, they sent me to editing school to learn how to edit. And then next thing you know, I'm getting a chance to produce Realtree Outdoors. Okay. And so it was it was like a craziest Ozzy Osbourne crazy train ride ever for me. And uh, I'd never been on an airplane, and heck, I'd, I, I didn't, I never even made it like eating appetizers and stuff. I was kind of more like, I think that's why I related to the Duck Commander and <laughs> Duck Dynasty and the Robertson uh, stuff, because I, uh, I remember going to this fancy restaurant and they ordered a bunch of squid and cheese sticks and little sausage balls, and I mean, man, what in yeah, the heck is going about, on? Yeah, you talking about you like I would be, like they eating before we eat. That's that's a true story. I'm like, man, yeah. I told my daddy, I said. uh which, by the way, he's so pumped over here with you guys. He's a huge, huge fan. And if I ever got Cy and my dad and Phil together, oh, let me just tell you something. A podcast right there, that would be one of those 17 hours and 30-minute podcasts. Yeah, that'd have and to it be would a, be the best on earth. That'd have to be an epic miniseries. It there. would be mini-series, crazy. Boys. But he, lo- he loves he loves what y'all have done with you know Duck Commander and, and Duck Dynasty. He's just such a big fan like all of us. But – uh. But yeah, it's been, it was crazy. So I never, I never thought I'd get to do what I'm doing. Well, well David Blount, he did you a favor by saying, "Hey, you know, run this, run this." He camera. did, yeah. he did, and um, I, I, and I, I didn't like th- it. Yeah, he just said, "Hey, won't you give it a shot?" And I remember I asked David. That was back, and y'all, you probably remember the old Beta Cam days. And I said, "David, I don't know how to turn this thing on." And um, he said, "Well, be careful with it. It's expensive." I said, "Well, what are we talking?" And I never forget. He said, "That camera right there is about fifty to sixty thousand dollars." I said. That that's more expensive than my house. I said I can't take this thing. No, be careful with it. You know, then you bought the deck, and it was a beta, a BVP ninety. So somebody wants to fact check me to see if David was lying, but he said he paid about fifty grand. The lens, a big old Fuji non lens. You hit a little switch, a doubler, and you could reach out there, and it was like a suitcase. That thing was big as a no, no. Yeah. truck almost. It seemed like. And uh, uh, BVP ninety, BVP ninety. Yeah, he said, "Try this," and then when you asked the question, if I'd have been there, it would have been me. When he said it was sixty thousand, I said, uh, uh, "No, no thanks. I'm yeah. too, I'm too clumsy, so I'm not going to hold your sixty thousand dollar camera." I think David was exaggerating because I took it immediately to the pawn shop, and <laughs> right. they wanted to give me ten. Tell me, no, yeah, yeah. David so, just lied to me. He, this thing ain't worth he's no supposed fifty thousand. Yeah, I told him, Dave, you supposed to be a Christian man. You lying? I couldn't get nothing over there at the Northside <laughs> Pawn Shop. Hey, the pawn shop wouldn't give him but ten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. look, I know you had the opportunity back in the day to to film some pretty interesting characters. We were talking about it before we got on here. And look, I know a lot of our our fans are. Our NASCAR fans and grew up in it, so you're, and Marty you're, Smith was just here. and Marty Smith was just here, and, and he talked had, he talked about the Intimidators. So what 
Give, give us oh. your best Dale Earnhardt story. Because I know y'all spent a lot of time in a tree and in camp together. So. It, it, it was amazing. And, and me, it's funny, man. I've uh, obviously, even after Duck Dynasty, I know, um, you know, when you think about becoming uh, the, a star or, or celebrity or personality, obviously y'all experience that in, in walking around the country. You know, in your own mind, you're thinking, man, I'm no different. I'm just this guy from Louisiana that's, Likes to hunt duck, loves God, and loves a good country cooked meal at night. But obviously, when you, when you're on TV and you do things that people respect, you, you become the celebrity. And over the years, and just like y'all, I've had a chance to meet a lot of celebrities to the public, you know, and they become friends. But to this day, I've never ever been with a personality or celebrity that completely had shock and awe like having Dale Earnhardt with you. And, 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 of course, me, I was pretty intimidated by the Intimidator. I remember he came down, and I had this shotgun. It was an old Remington 1187. I'd won in a turkey calling contest. And Dale showed up, and he was a Remington guy. And he, I remember he, Remington used to sponsor, at the time, he used to sponsor Dale's car. Well, anyway, I, I remember I had this shotgun. I said, Dale, if you want to use my shotguns, yeah, I'll use that shotgun. And Bill had told Dale, he said, look, I'm going to, and David Blanton said, hey, I'm going to get Waddell to go with us. He's a good turkey caller. And, he won the world championship. They were bragging on me. You know, I was oh. this young kid. And so Dale said, that's like his, I'm a, I'm a world champion too. I want the, I want the best caller. So we go. <laughs> we go <laughs> and I'm like, man. And so now I'm thinking, oh, my God. David, yeah. quit bragging. Yeah, yeah David, David on. Yeah, Blanton was always great at bragging on me. In this case, it freaked me out because it's like now I'm knowing Dale. It's like, and I remember he's like looking over and said, all right, boy, I want to see your stuff in the morning. I want you to see your stuff. I, like, I want to kill a turkey. And I'm like, oh, my God. The whole night I couldn't sleep because I'm freaking out. And anyway, throughout the history of having a chance to hunt with Dale, and we killed a lot of turkeys, Dale would always come down right before the Talladega race to Realtree, and he would hunt. And he always wanted to use my shotgun named Grady. He killed many turkeys with that shotgun. And uh, But one of the craziest stories I remember is we was – I had this old Ford Lariat at the time that I well it was brand new. I bought it from a friend of mine, and uh, it was the nicest truck I'd ever owned. And so Dale didn't want to be seen in this Ford because he obviously was racing racing for RCR, which yeah. was uh, Richard Childress Chevrolet was their their deal. And so anytime we'd go anywhere, you'd come up to a red light and over just out of Salem, Alabama. And I ain't lying. They'd be a redneck with Earnhardt sticker and your old big old mullet and Budweiser hat, and he'd look over and they'd see Dale. And it was like they had seen Jesus Christ. I mean, it honestly was. They'd like, and they would, they would be sitting there in their jaw, and I'd be looking over, and they'll be sitting there with them old gargoyles, you know, and just the mustache and big team real tree hat. And he just look, and he'd look over and wave at them. Or we'd go into a convenience store, and people would start cussing. I never get. There was a a lady one time we walked in this convenience store. Dale goes in, and we we get a a drink and, and get a little you know pack of crackers, spin turkey. Hunt. And uh, and she looks up, and she's just going through the line. And she looks up, and she sees Dale, and she says, you got to be blankety-blank kidding me. me. Yeah. Freaks out. Oh. you got to be. And immediately she starts going off on Jeff Gordon, starts going off on how Dale should have put <laughs> so-and-so's butt in the wall. That's right. Put and, him in the wall. Yeah, and just, and like, and, and then wouldn't believe it. She said, I think I'm dreaming. There's no way you're standing right here in front of me. He said, well, I am, honey. I'm standing right here. And Dale gets over there and takes a picture with her. Back then, it was like a, you know, like one of those disposable. Oh, no like digital. a fun. It wasn't no, yeah. Didn't yeah. nobody hand you the camera? Oh, you got to charge it. Yeah, a kid's oh, yeah. camera. Kid's <laughs> camera. Hey, grab a camera back here and yeah. take a picture. And so, man, at the same time, Dale was always aggravated at me because he said I was a slow driver. And he was like, man, you don't drive fast enough. And it's probably this old piece of junk Ford. And he was going off on my truck. 
So finally, one day we'd stop and got a pack of crackers, and Dale would only buy Gatorade because Coca-Cola was part of them. You, he wouldn't let nobody in the car. He was the most loyal partner person I'd ever seen. And so we get in the car, and he said, I'm driving. He said, you drive too dang slow. So we jumped in the car, and we riding <laughs> down through there, and we're talking about, I never forget, there was a field over at Circle Inn. Tyler Jordan would know exactly what I'm talking about because he knows his dad would always make these rules. And uh, Bill would pull me aside, and even though it would be a Dale Earnhardt or whoever, he would say, hey, hey, you know, he would tell us, go wherever you wanted. Like, y'all go over here. Man, Michael knows that place. But then he'd pull me aside and say, hey, hey, don't don't go to stubby field i'm saving that i want to go down there you know and so it's still running on today and, and uh, it's a fact so bill was like hey don't go to stubby field well dale would pick up on stuff like that he'd be like i heard bill say don't go to stubby field so you're taking me immediately that's, stubby that's field right. so that's he's talking and, that's, and, and that's the reason i remember the conversation we're hauling butt down the road and dale's just driving when i say hauling butt there's a uh, stretch i think it's highway 280 so it's not like a true interstate but it's a four-lane road and it's obviously, uh, you know, your, your left lane's fast lane and your, your right lane to kind of keep rolling, right? And so uh, Dale's going down through there, and he said, hey, we're going straight to Stubby Field. And he's going about 80, 85. Now, at the time, this is, I think, a 60, 55. So he's already smoking it way faster than what I drive. But I'm not afraid at all because I'm, I'm with Dale. Traffic's rolling pretty fast. Well, finally, he gets to, like all of us, he gets to a point in this, two, in this four lane to where there's an older lady that's in the left lane, just, you know, kind of yep. lackadaisically forgetting that yeah. you're supposed to speed yeah, up or slow down. 45. Yeah. She's going 45. Well, she at the time, she's probably going 55, <laughs> 60. You know, she, and, and all the other, and now this other guy who's rightfully should be going to speed limit in the right lane, he's got the whole interstate backed up or this four lane. So Dale is talking to me about Stubby Field, and all of a sudden he's right on this woman's butt, and I'm like, geez, he don't know how close he is to this woman. And just ever so slightly, he starts bumping. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's just, dude, dude. I'm like, no, no, no. But he's Dale, standing. Dale, you're not doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I never get left handed. Like, we're going to stubby field. I don't care what Jordan says. You're going to take me down there. If you're a world champion. And this one, and we go, and it looked like the Sunday school director. We get around her, and she's just like shooting us birds and just giving us all these gestures. And Dale just waves at her like, like it's okay. You don't understand what you don't understand what's going on. Turkish is God, but okay. And what was odd is we never even really talked about it, and I'm freaking out. And I run, and I immediately get out of this truck. I don't even go get my turkey calls. Dale pulls up to this little spot where we park at circling, and I'm running around in front of Look the at truck, his junk, my truck, looking, <laughs> looking yeah. to make sure no dents, and there weren't. And I was thinking. Oh, my goodness, man. He didn't even think nothing about it. So he hit me. I was like, how many times has he ever done this? <laughs> is that is this something they do all the time? Maybe some NASCAR guy can chime in. Is that just something you do? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Except the yeah. difference is they do it now like at 180. Yes. They're they yeah. bumping uh-huh. into each yeah. other. Just, 50, yeah. It ain't like 80. Get out the way. Well, yeah. 50 or 60. It was 55, 60. It was no different, though. The way he bumped was no different than, you know, if I want to haul off and hit, hit in my camera, I said, hey, buddy. Yeah. It was just yeah. the lightest yeah. little, yeah. just a little encouragement, no, no, if you right. Look, I'm just going to just kind of help you get yes. you on down the road. And yeah. to this day, I've wanted to do it, <laughs> and I've never done it. To no, this day, I've wanted to do it. I'd that. be able to screw that up in a hurry. Yeah, I have a me feeling. too. I'd, I'd, oh, I'd yeah. end up in a ditch. Lord that's have terrifying. mercy. Well, look, yeah. let's. That's great. But let's <laughs> take another. Incredible. Let's take another break. We'll be back with Michael right after this. No, no, I'm I'm like him, cause there's so many of them I pull no. right up behind. I mean, hey, move, yeah, yeah. So and I then I have one of them. I have one of them. She backed me off, cause hey, she stomped on the brakes. Did she really? I like to run up her <laughs> rear and then hey, 
And then I scared her because when she finally, I just started easing over toward her. Just right beside her, I started easing over toward her. I'm about to yell and blew the horn at her. Side getting on that side draft. That's, how, that's what them NASCAR racers say. You're on that side draft. Well, no, no, because when I, you know, I heard people talking about it, you know, said, well, no, Dale, Dale was such a sweet person. He's like old, old Mike Ditka when they played football. I said, oh, no. Ditka's so nice, he'll get his shirt off his back and all that. Said, but, but, hey, one thing about it, when you put on a helmet, he puts on that foot helmet, he turns into an idiot and an animal. Just ready to you go. Know, that's why Dale Hart is. Dale Earnhardt is. Yeah. But Once he gets in behind that wheel and cranks that engine, maniac. He fixed to put you in the wall. I no, I hate to tell you, that's how all of them are. I've ridden with a few of them. Boyer, the, oh, oh no, y'all Clint got some Boyer. Clint Boyer. That joker, he's a he's several pickle shy of a Oh no, 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 no. He he's like he's like he's uh, a few carts short of a deck full uh, deck. <laughs> yes. Okay, cause hey, I'm in the car with him, and Martin told me later I didn't even know how fast he was going. You know, I'm out. Look, I'm looking at at this, and it's just. I'm about that far from the wall. I was at Talladega. <laughs> okay. And this, it, so y'all it, was on the track. Yeah, we was yeah. on the track at, at Talladega. Yeah, and this is in like, the front seat, the passenger seat, and I'm in the back seat. Like Y'all in a street car? We were okay. in the pace car. We're in the pace oh, car. So, we were so in the hey, car. he's mm-hmm. running, and it's, uh, and, you know, and it's just, <laughs> you know, and I'm back there right there, and, and, and Boyer's over there, and he's like this, and he's, the whole time he's looking at me, telling me, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, he's he's talking. He only yeah. got to turn left. Yeah, and I'm going, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 I can't even get it. Hey, you need to watch where you're going for crying out loud. He's uh, done about 130. Yeah, that's the one we got in trouble for because the light, yeah, the light yeah. flew off the top of the yeah. pace car. Yeah, so. they flew off, and he said, he said, and when he did it, he said, oops, he said, and they, and Martin said, "What? Oops!" Yeah. Oops. You know, and he said, "He said the people don't like it when I blow the lights off of them." Yeah. The, Man. the light on top of the pace yeah. car. Come he off. drove yeah. too fast. Yeah, from driving. Yeah. We were doing like one thirty in that little Toyota thing we were in. Yeah, it's but, supposed to go one thirty. Well, look, when, when we got to pit road back nice on the deal, when we got to pit road, he said, "He said, now look, when I park this thing, let's just all go. Don't hang around." Right. He don't said, wait. "He said we're gonna get in trouble." So we just. We got out of the car and we took off. Nobody, right. nobody Good. found us. Nobody, but yeah. they they were sweeping up that light for the next hour up yeah. out oh of the, out of the middle of the track. Yeah, but, they they're looking for us. Trust me. But Johnny D, you found some internet gold, Michael. What's going on in that I picture? I just right saw there? that. I googled <laughs> that a little bit, and I, I <laughs> wow, that old lady might have got bump drafted right before. It could have been. I, uh, and here's what's crazy. So Blanton's there. Look, David's super young. That's Glenn Garner in the far I far left, the right hand. Yeah. I'm glad it had a caption because I didn't know if that was you or not. And I'm over on the left back. I was probably I had to be. I don't even know if I was. I was probably just 21 or two. I don't know when that was or I have to look at the date. But I was I was young. But man, and that was it. So those when Dale came down, he was real traditional. He had to have me, Glenn, and David. That was all he would hunt with almost every time yeah. turkey because he had found success. And here's what's odd. So Glenn was a great hunter. He manages Jeff Foxworthy's farm over down the road from us now. And David obviously was very, very serious about, at the time, videography. He loved to video turkeys. I was kind of a cameraman guy, so you got basically three camera guys there. And to this day, we never got a good turkey hunt with Dale because he was so impatient. He would crawl away, crawl up on a turkey. He always, I bet he killed... I bet he killed five to eight turkeys with us. Never once could you right now pull up a turkey hunt with Dale Earnhardt. We got deer, we got elk, we got everything, but he was so impatient. He would crawl off, or, or we'd be working a turkey, and he would go 
you know, tree to tree and get ahead of the camera. And yeah. when the turkey come in, he'd kill it, and we'd just have a tail fan. And Bill Jordan would go crazy because he cause at the time we were on TNN, and and, and at yeah. the time TNN was similar to what y'all experienced with A and E, to where TNN was in every home, and so yeah. it would come after NASCAR race. So that was truly when on on the real tree outdoors you would have millions of people, literally millions <laughs> of people watching an episode, one episode. Oh yeah. So so Bill was like Blanton, Glenn, uh, Waddell. Make sure you get Dale Shooting killing a turkey time. in Alabama yeah. just before the Talladega race. This would be a good rated show. Never to this day we fail. <laughs> we never never failed in getting a turkey, but we failed failed on getting footage. We never did with Dale, and he was hard. He did, he didn't care if we got it or not. He just wanted to go turkey hunting. Oh man! Well, after a turkey hunting with David Blanton, I get why Dale do that because David. Oh, dude, he's way laid back, man. Uh, yeah. And just sit there. David and watch the turkey. Turkey walk up twenty yards, walk off. He'll call him back up there, and he's like, "I think I'll kill him now." Yeah, David. David sells out for that footage of them turkeys. He, he, sells he ain't out. gonna say nothing, but David's gonna sit he there with out. his. He's gonna sit there with his slate call and his two decoy. Yeah. And he's going to call that thing in three times before he kills it. Well, no, because it's, see, it's he's incredible. Into, he's into the calling. No, he's into watching that he turkey He wants dance. to get good footage, you know. Yeah. No, no, but, no, but like no, y'all no. do. Yeah. Y'all did, y'all yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. Duck Commander yeah. was the key, kings of that. I can't imagine, you know, setting, because I know y'all want to kill them all, but y'all got footage of duck. The first videos I ever saw of a duck's head getting shot off Oh yeah. was, was Duck Commander. Used to, it looked like a bunch of ants, fire oh, no, ants no, getting no. shot. Yeah. You barely could say and tell them, what are they shooting at? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Then you see a black spot falling. That's right. Oh, Just yeah. Just a dot. That's exactly right. Okay. It was. It was hardly. Oh no, see. no! You don't know. People don't understand or realize how hard that is to do. It's impossible. Okay. For duck. Yeah. Especially when it's like fifty mallards. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And they come floating over the decoys at about twenty-five yards, yeah. and they're not fast. They're just floating over, them. and and we're sitting there because we don't move until. You hear the the words "cut them, cut them." Yeah. Okay. So awesome. hey, if they ain't backpedaling, you're you're not oh, yeah. going to hear that. Cause uh, one of my buddies, he went with us, and uh, he when they got in twenty five yards, he raised up, boom, 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 shot. Nobody else got up, and then Jason said, uh, "Hey, Philip, nobody shoots ducks around here until Phil or me says cut them." Well, hey, that was like twenty five years ago. He's never went with us again. That was it. And that's why you're sitting in his chair right now. You got his chair. That's why you got his chair, because he's banned for life from hunting with the Robertson. (laughs) Is he he anywhere in here? Oh, yeah. He's over. (laughs) (laughs) We still keep him around. That's right. We only use him when we have to. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, He's my best friend. Okay. But anyway. He asked me uh, quite a while back, you know, last year. Said, "Hey, reckon you get me in the duck blind again?" I just said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, you're yeah. out. You're banned for life." So Phil, he, Phil, we can go together sometime. <laughs> me and you will find a spot <laughs> with Martin. Yeah, y'all can end up uh, up there at Russell Sage. Don't okay. worry about it. It's go to open Russell to the Sage, public. Boys. So that yeah. is uh, you talk about two of the old NASCAR stories of Clint Boyer. I remember you was talking about how Clint took y'all out in a pace car. Ooh. I was just with Clint not long ago at this event, and um. I said, dude, Clint, I mean, you know, what's the dress code or what What do we do? And it was this, uh, this little event that got thrown. And he said, and I said, man, what do we expect? And it's funny thinking of that story, how he said, let's just park the car and let's all leave. Now, this is a guy who's well-respected NASCAR. Clint, to Clint told me, and I thought this was pretty cool. He said, Waddell, here's the deal. 
just wear what you want to do, say and do what you want to do. That's what I do. He said, but look, anytime I get invited somewhere, I figure my actions are going to be bad enough. I'll never get to go back. So I just do what I want to. (laughs) He said, and then then if I don't ever get to go back, then big, big deal. You know, like I I totally expect to get kicked out and never get the chance to go back. So So that's like, good idea. I'll I'll see you there. I like the way that is because, hey, all that matters, okay, is just your perspective. That's correct. Okay, and he's got the right perspective. He said, hey. I'm probably never going to get invited again. So, hey, I'll just make the best of this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, awesome, man. man. Well, Michael, look, we appreciate you stopping by, hanging out with us. Look, if you want to check out Michael's podcast, all you got to do is search it, A Bone to Pick with Michael Waddell. It'll be um, on all the podcast apps. It'll be on Realtree's YouTube channel. So check that out. Look, if you're new to this channel, youtube.com slash duck call room, all one word. Like, subscribe, hit the bell on Oh, everybody. I got I got one question that is no. is is this on bone to be picked? Is that what this episode uh, or is his podcast no. gonna be on? That's the one that you filmed earlier. Oh, just wanna go. You will yeah. be on his Hey, look folks, let me tell you. Oh boy. Uh-oh. You don't want to miss that one. It was awesome. Okay. Si- trust si- me. Cut loose. Okay, trust me. Okay. Y'all don't want to miss that. Because, look, they pushed, uh, uh, just to say it in a nice way, they pushed my button. Oh, boy. And no, look, we didn't. We just pulled the I'm string like a, and got I'm out like the I'm like an side. old radio. I don't have an off button. Look, size. size <laughs> they finally just, hey, the cameraman turned all their stuff off, and they walked out. Size the first man Michael's had on there that actually had 12 bones to pick. So I loved it. Uh, oh, oh I had a bunch of so, bones to pick. And we didn't, and we they didn't get them all, did we? And, hey, look, if he invites me back, I may get to finish the rest of them. They clean, too. Oh, cause, cause, yeah, clean, yeah, because, hey, look, so. I only got about half of the carcass I wanted to get. <laughs> okay, if he invites me back, we'll pick it to the bone. Until they ain't a piece of nothing left. Lord have mercy. I love it. Let's take a break. We'll be back right after this. All right, we're back. Look, Philip, appreciate you stepping out and letting Michael uh, come in, sit down, and opine with Cy. What about getting thrown under the bus? Well, that just means you loved around here. You know that by now. Great. We don't pick on you, son. Hey, and here's what I'll tell you. You earned that bus throwing under by shooting at 25 mallards that the shot wasn't called on. That's right, boys. Your only saving grace would have been if you killed three of them. Kill them all. He didn't kill nothing. He ain't cut a feather. There you go. I would. That's what got him. That's why you're weeded out. That's why you weeded out. You can't shoot. But anyway, we're back. Look. <laughs> We're going to get in that inbox. Hello at duckcallroom.com. Send us your Hello. Your sandwiches, your trail right, cam pictures, right. your anything. JD. Johnny D, what's in there this week? All right. Hey, this one is from my good friends. Everything disappeared. Uh-oh. You hit the table again. That's all. Well, right. hey, you know, hey. What just happened? There it is. Caroline and Reagan. Caroline and Reagan. They, okay. uh,. They listen to our podcast every afternoon. They're from East Texas. Oh, that ain't far. That ain't far. Texas. And they have a very serious question. Uh-oh, Subject serious. line, we have a serious question. Uh, hey, let, right. me get, let me get We'd have move. a question. We'd oh. really like y'all, parentheses, especially Cy, to answer. Do you think it's true that you get wetter running in the rain than walking in it? Because huh? I've, I've heard that. If huh? it's raining and you like run from the grocery store to your car, you end up wetter. Then, then if, if you, you just walk, walk. In, I disagree. That that depends. That's, I, that's right. Yo, this is look. Like if it's really raining, egg. okay. Because look, hey, 
is when I say really raining, like the Vietnam monsoon or monsoons. Monsoon. Monsoon. Yeah, go. monsoon. Yeah. But, but anyway, good luck. I'm telling you, a company of soldiers in a monsoon will disappear. You can't even see them. Yeah, because it don't matter. Then it wouldn't matter if you walked or ran. I mean, I think they're talking about walked or ran, like regular East Texas rain, not Vietnam monsoon. So if you if you run to your car, you're gonna get wetter than if you walk. The only way I would say (laughs) that that is true, that you wouldn't be the same amount of wet, is it running you're probably going to get a lot more splash up from your feet especially and Martin. your legs are good yeah big I'm a, feet i guarantee you all right I, I mean but as far as the rain i mean i would think i don't know you're covering more area quicker okay. you get into more i don't know but That's you're right. running into more because it's what? falling no, yeah. no no here's the deal no no no, 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 no i ain't buying it hold it hey, i got it i got hey, the answer here's what i've been talking about i was talking about Waddell's podcast Uh-oh. common sense Oh boy. Okay. Common sense tell you if oh it's boy. let's just say it's a slow drizzle. Yep. Okay. And say you got fifty yards to distance to make from where you're standing under the something to your car. Okay. If you walk, okay, you're gonna get wetter because for one reason, if you run, you're out under the rain less time. Incorrect. That's common sense. That's not incorrect. So I'm going to go along with you on right. this one. I right. watched a lot of Discovery Channel as a young man, and the myth. But remember the show MythBusters? Yeah. They tested it. They concluded that you get wetter if you run through the rain. You know my. You know what I'm going to say on that? Uh-oh. Bing, the MythBusters messed up. Die. Because that is to use the initials. That is total BS. Well, hey, here's the deal. In America okay. today, everybody right. doubts the scientists, so let's uh, move on. What's that? <laughs> All right, my you next done, question. You done quit preaching and got to meddling, son. <laughs> my next careful. question. Well, the good news is <laughs> I almost passed high school. All right, J.D. Oh, yeah, and I, Martin. I, I, no, I actually I actually got the certificate. I graduated That's from high school. That's good to hear. All right, here's the next one from Jeff. Jeff from where? Oh, man, he's got a cool nickname, Bopper. Bopper. Have Where's a, the Bopper from? Have we had a question from Bopper before? Bopper. All right, Bopper from Longview, Washington. Longview, Here Washington. is a question Longview to discuss. Bopper. If you could travel back in time, where and when would you go? And you can't answer Jesus because that's too obvious. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, for me personally, I would go back probably about age 10 Oh, you're not even going back before you were alive. No. I'd How many rather, years I'd is rather, that, That's Martin. 25 years ago. 25 years or ago. Or about to be 26. Okay, I'm, 19. With, I'm with Martin. And here's okay. the reason I say that. I would just like to go back and spend more time with my grandparents. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, I would I would that's love awful. to go back and hunt with them one more oh, time. Just, and oh, go, that you is just, great. And go fishing a, with them one oh, more yeah. time. You just did like, a sore spot with me. You know, that that's just, that's oh. what I would prefer to do. Uh, I'll also say I, I would benefit from air conditioning has been invented and refrigeration <laughs> yeah, has been yeah, invented. Yeah, I don't think you have to stay there. You, the, can, you can bounce. You can just go check what's happening and then come back. But I, Well, I'm just saying, if I were going to go back, I'd go spend more time with my grandparents. You'd be no 10 again. It. I'd be not roughly. I mean, anywhere from 10 to 15. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm like Martin. I would go back to my childhood. But like, unlike him, I was not lucky enough to know my grandfathers on either side. And that has always just ticked me off to the max. Well, you could go back further and get to know them. Yeah. 
Yeah. You go back yeah, a little bit further, go. get to know your grandparents. You got a time machine. You got a time. Yeah. There's go. no rules. Well, get on right. back yeah. there. Yeah. You just got to go 80 miles an hour. Yeah. 88. Oh, damn. Right. Fact, fact hey, check. No, See, boy. I would go back no. to the 80s so make I could watch it, cool hey, movies. Hey, make it to Hondo, boys. Oh, go Hondo. Silo's a Hondo. What about you, about you Philip? Where you go? I was thinking while y'all were talking, I, I really don't I don't think I'd go back any time over the last 50 years. I think I'd go way on back. Way you know, back? Maybe, maybe the, uh, the first century. Oh, that, if that I could go back cool and meet my grandfathers, you, that's oh, a, trust me, I would. That's what they're, that's they're saying. Yeah. That's an option. Yeah. Okay. You can go back. Yeah. You can go back and look at Noah's Ark if you wanted to. I'm not doing yeah. that because he didn't let anybody else on the, the boat that he knows of. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, I might go they were like crawling in. <laughs> when the boat when the boat stopped. I'd like to see the animals get off. I don't want to go before the boat because eight and I'm all were saved because would, they were floating. Yeah, on I mean, it would be cool too to like go back to before humans really like. Before messed everything up well, before the Europeans settled america and it was just native americans i mean that would be a pretty cool time to see this landscape before there oh. were interstates and roads and everything oh. across it that, that I, would be hey I, during my travels i fantasize about that all the that time that would be pretty nice i'm serious yeah. I, I, about I, that. I decided that i'm gonna go all the way back to the garden and and i'm gonna say <laughs> adam don't do it <laughs> don't do it brother <laughs> But then would we be here? That's a that's a massive butterfly effect. I'm I'm willing to take the chance. If I'm going back, yeah, I think I'm going back to check out the Ark when it landed. But if it's in my lifetime, I'm probably going to call 2010 the year. Go back. Saints. Well, that's oh no 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 no. no. Good great. The Saints did win the Super Bowl that year. It started strong with that. I also got engaged (laughs) and married in 2010. 2010 was just a. uh, it was a good year for John David Owen. John David. Boy. Wait a minute. Before the podcast, you were telling us you wish you could have 2010 to do over again. Oh, boy. Oh, good. Great. What? He's lying. Boy. Hey, if you think Allison watches this, will ever hear that joke. Wrong. <laughs> she, hey. she hears enough of me whenever we're at home, so she's uh, out on listening to this. Do we got time for one more? Yeah, let's hit one more. One, more. one more. All right, we got a little bit of advice. All right. Oh, they're giving the advice. Here we go. No, we're giving the oh, advice. We're give- oh, okay. I thought it was going Oh, no, let's not do advice. I got a good one right here. All right, boy. He All changed right. his mind. Isaiah, 21, from Grand Prairie, Texas. What was y'all's first car? This is the second time we've got this question. He had a 1999 Toyota RAV4, and he ran it into the ground at exactly 300,000 miles, and it had an Ooh. eight-track player in it in 1999. You Ooh. had an eight-track player? That's amazing. That's like that show Burt Reynolds when he put the eight track in there. That's Isaiah from Grand Prairie, Texas. First car, Si? A 19-something Plymouth Sports Fury. A canary canary yellow. Okay. Uh, hey. That's right. 19-something. You know, the 19-something. Look well, it up. No, no. You'll find 19, it. No, no. It's 1970-something. Okay, because okay. I, was, I was in Fort Davis, Massachusetts. And I paid like what seven hundred dollars for it. Okay, it had a little need a little rust on one place. Had a you had need a little paint spot, you know, repaint. And then look on the distributor cap, the little uh, thing that uh, uh, supposed to open and close your gaps. Yeah, that was burned off. How many folks you think today know what a distributor well, I'm cap just saying, is? Well, or I'm where just to saying, find it on a vehicle? But anyway, no, but I'm, hey, anyway, <laughs> on the cam, funny. it has something in it, and it had a little thing that stuck down on it that opened and shut your points. Yeah. Okay. That was burnt off, but it run good anyway. 
Okay. There you go. Quality craftsmanship. And hey, five-speed Hurst transmission in it. There you go. Okay, my woman, the woman I've been married to for 50 years. 50 that's where years. We met, she made a special cushion where she could sit right next to me. Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. All right. I don't believe oh, hey, this. Look, Phil, was, what kind of cushion? It was a romantic time mm. in my life. I don't so want to hear it. What you're saying is it was a bench seat. Oh, yes, it was. That, that was hey, size 2010, hey, look, boys. Look, okay. sweetie, sweetie had to sit beside me where I could have my arm around her. Uh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Philip, what about you? Well, hold on. He's, I'm getting sick listening to the size story. <laughs> 1983 I'm gonna tell Mazda. So I take it back. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell her on you. <laughs> 1983 Mazda with a Wankel engine. I don't know what that a means. Wankel? What is a Wankel engine? That's a, it's a German-engineered oh. rotary engine. Did it wankle down the road? Hey, it would out-wankle anything that pulled up next to it, boys. It sounded like that. It sounded like that. And the next thing Stop you see it. is me waving bye. Bye. Mine was a uh, 1998 GMC Z71. That I think it's the last ones you could get that had the four-wheel drive on the floor. Oh, oh yeah. Like okay. before everything became push button. Okay, I think yeah. in 99 yeah. everything became push button, didn't <laughs> no. it? Because my first truck was a 99 Silverado Z71 with four-wheel drive on the on the floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then 2000 would have been the year it went all push It would have went all push-button. Yeah, I had Duck Commander button. seat covers and 35-inch Mickey Thompsons with a six-inch Skyjacker suspension. It was the coolest truck in the parking lot. I bet it was. I missed that thing. That's pretty cool. That thing the transmissions cool. and them things didn't make it long. Uh, That's when I got rid of mine. When transmission went out, my parents said, "No, we gotta have something to get you down the road." I, so, I got because they wasn't gonna drive me nowhere. <laughs> I got married and had three kids by the time I was like nineteen. That's not true, but I got married pretty young and started having children. So I switched over to a family man car pretty quick. Yeah. So there well, there go. you go. That's that's us, Philip. You gonna send us out of here with a verse? What you uh, got? Friend? I really am. This is uh this is something that's that's pretty good. Uh. Let's see here, boys. Good. Hold on, son. What size font you got on that thing? I didn't well, know you this that is so I, this is so I can read it. Well, so can I. So this is... <laughs> this Wait, is, turn it this way? Oh, you can read it from there. I got no eagle time. eyes. Oh, I'll try and read it from here. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Martin didn't mess me up. How'd I mess you up? Because he, he, now he's got to move it further yeah, away. Now, he needs the font bigger, but the phone's got to be further away. <laughs> you want me to hold it for you? No, now you I got. To I gotta go to back. It. What's you the verse? Have to read him for it. What's the verse? He's in First Peter. First Peter. That's oh, a good one. That's a good one. First Peter. NIV. Okay. One and three. Oh no, he's he's he he, he, tri- he tricked me on oh, three. He tricked you, boys. No, I was going to three, Martin. Oh, hey, oh. hey, don't. I don't think he's ever gonna get it. <laughs> now he's on two. Now, no, no. Now he's in First Peter. We're gonna three. get you a regulation oh. Bible so you can get you a bookmark. <laughs> Read the verse. Hold on, Si. Now right. I've got too much pressure on me. Y'all right. are yardstick to you. If I've you always don't read said the they verse. should have iPhone classes That's for right, people. First Peter one three. All right. First Peter one three. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His mercy, He has given us new birth into a living, living hope. hope. Thank you, Si. Through the resurrection right. of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the <laughs> salvation. Bless you, Sai. That is ready to be revealed in the last time. 
So hey. that's our verse today. Hashtag the reward is waiting for all those who believe. Amen. I can't wait. And our reward <laughs> is in heaven. That's, that's right. Awesome. Don't store it up here. No, you don't need it here. I ain't taking nothing with me. Nope. I ain't taking nothing with you. I, I ain't it. Look, appreciate you guys. We'll be back next time right here in the duck call room.